This is a headgum podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. There's a lot of bad advice that they give and 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 I was really calm until she stopped texting me All of this anxiety's a struggle to me I think she felt my boner when she cuddled with me I'ma just say fuck it and go zero to D I don't wanna write it then they diss me Yeah, yeah I take advice if they give in to me Hoping that the game was gonna pick me Hope my parents don't check browser history Jake's plan Amir's plan Now we're just going to go around Miami giving out sort of okay advice to strangers. <laughs> You're talking about the video where Drake gives a solid amount of cash to strangers? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Demi and Miel, what's Hi. up Hello. in the house? That was, that was accurately stated, a uh, God's plan. Drake parody, though Miel br- brings up a good point. Is it a parody if he mm. just steals the beat and then makes mm. a different song about it? It's just like a remake. Part yeah. two. It's it's not making a. Although, like, what did Weird Al do? Did Weird Al do parodies, or did he just like like Those is were, Amish pa- Amish Paradise a, a parody? parody? Well, because it rhymes. <laughs> so I feel like if it rhymes with the original, but title. it's not like commenting on the original. It's no. just like a song that sounds like the original. Yeah. yeah. What True. defines parody? Yeah. <laughs> is is do we do parodies on Project <laughs> Cham, or is that just? Using the beat. I just yeah. hear that word a lot. Right. There's yeah. par- Parody is just sort of a way that you can get away with stealing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I no, didn't... no, no. I was making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Or did you just take the beats? Well, whatever. It's a parody. Actually, uh, it's also Queen, funny that saying parody. Ice Ice Baby is a parody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Parody. I uh, didn't steal it. But if I did, it was actually a parody. <laughs> that guy said uh, it was written by Aaron Tian. And he said he has no SoundCloud to promote. But he did make an app called Flight Drop that helps you search for airfare. Ooh, okay. Cool. So Flight Drop, shout out to Flight Drop, which is also a cool name. Plane simulator where you get to crash for fun. Is that true? No. Uh, oh, you're saying it, it sounds be. like that. Yeah. Got Maybe it. you're just punching that idea up if you haven't already <laughs> done yeah. too much. That's what you guys are pros at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When people tell us things they've done, we're like, here's how it could be better. <laughs> we have it. no friends. <laughs> we should say that you have a new headgum podcast called Punch Up the Jam where you guys make these types of. No, I don't want to say parody now because I'm afraid. But you you take songs and make them better. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the elevator pitch to your better. podcast? Yeah. How would you explain it to your aunt? You're in an elevator that's crashing. Okay. Uh, you have three seconds to live, and okay. you want to use that time to get one more splat. Oh, you should have cut Jake off. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a elev- test. It started while he was talking. I would say, my friend Demi and I, just friends. 
<laughs> the so hell is that supposed to right. mean? Barely friends. My, <laughs> my best friend. Correct. Right. Demi and I. <laughs> we revisit classic tunes that maybe could use a little bit of a shoe shine. That's good. And we try to make them better. Yeah. Like songs that didn't necessarily age well or were never good at. at or the time actually they came are out. great. And we're just really brave. Yeah, wow. most of our <laughs> songs so far have been songs that we like and think are genuinely enjoyable. But also, if you take a close look at them, you're like, oh, wh- how did we all ex- get ex- so excited about this for so long? They're like yeah. the avatar of music, basically. Yes, yeah. they're the avatar of music. <laughs> Very uh, nice. Jake and I were on an episode where we dissected your song by Elton John. Correct. Right. That's an example. Yeah. Sure. We did one, Welcome to the Jungle, that was really fun in large part because Demi made the <laughs> most insane punch-up I've ever heard of anything. Really? He That's made a full the- musical number. That's the craziest part about your podcast is that every week you not only have to record the show, which is fine, <laughs> you write a moderate new so- difficulty, oh, yeah, you write a new song. Yes. <laughs> but then you write a new song every week. That's Is that sustainable? Who knows? Oh, I mean, sustainability is not what we're going for. We're going to be, I can't wait to see like a progression of photos from like the first episode where we're like bright eyed and bushy tailed in the end where it's like Obama at the end of his presidency and we're all gray haired. Kill me. Yeah, we're all just like, it's episode 20 and we're dead. Um, but... I think by doing this a lot, we've sort of gotten good at doing oh, yeah. it somewhat quickly, or at least planning it out where if we want to do a crazy punch up, we're like, all right, we'll record this episode in two weeks. Right. That's great. Take right. your time. You know, but, or, you know, just like live fast, die young. Exactly. <laughs> Burn out bright. Yeah. yeah. Fuck good hosts out. do it well. Right. <laughs> uh, well, this is a different podcast. This is an advice show. It's called If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet that Jake and I host. Um, that's true. Sometimes it's just us. Sometimes credit. we have yeah. friends. Today we have best friends in the studio. Sure Hell do. yeah. Demi and Miel. Um, I would. I was gonna talk about the fact that you guys are coming to Austin with us, but by the time this episode comes out, you will have already been back in Los Angeles. We yeah. went to Austin with you. It was yeah. so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Crazy. It's that so was... sad that Amir and I died in a plane crash on I the know. way home. What yeah. a way to go. Yeah, I warned you guys. You guys, I said you guys <laughs> you can't fly. That was fly. a little weird. That was a, you were, your warning <laughs> right. was we did so try ominous. To, we've tried yeah. to fly the plane. I was like, yeah. great show, guys. Hey, uh, don't get on that plane. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was three days before our flight too I didn't, I didn't know what you were talking about uh, anyway these are questions submitted to us from real people they are begging begging for our wisdom uh, but we're going to give them a fake name just to preserve their anonymity so we don't out them in any way shape or form uh, Miel do you have a fake name to give this person so we can reference them it's a lady an 18 year old female virgin yeah okay Whoa. for sure her name is absolutely Carlin Carlin. Mm. Carlin. Mm. That's good. Like mm-hmm. George? Like her first name is Absolutely and her last name is Carlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Absolutely Carlin. It's also <laughs> her handle on everything. Yeah. Sounds like a Nickelodeon TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Please it's don't also, steal it. It's George, Carlin, George Carlin's autobiogra- mm-hmm. autobiography, too. Uh, all right, she writes. Carlin writes, I'm an 18-year-old female and a virgin. I've been dating my boyfriend for two months now, and we've been talking about losing our virginities to each other. <gasps> He also talks about how excited he is to eat me out. (laughs) I'm looking forward to all this happening, except for one thing that's making me nervous. I've always been insecure about how my pussy looks. It's a totally normal, healthy, and good-looking pussy. Wow, okay, stop bragging. (laughs) For For the most part, in terms of shape and size. The thing I'm insecure about is the color. I am of Indian descent, and I have tan skin. Like most girls of my skin color... My pussy, I feel weird saying pussy so much yeah. and talking about her, but I'm just reading her email, so I have to. It's also the inflection, which you say, like, my pussy. <laughs> <Yeah>. My pussy. <laughs> You're really leaning into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Head on. Uh, most girls uh, of my skin color, my pussy area, <laughs> is darker than the rest of my body. 
After years of watching porn that's dominated by white and light-skinned pussy, I've grown to find my pussy unattractive. She is writing it a lot just to fuck with you, I think. Yeah, I, I imagine my boyfriend, who is white, has had similar experience in watching mostly white girl porn. Will he be grossed out or find it weird when he finally sees my... Pussy! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> Do guys care about this sort of thing, or am I overthinking it? I'm pretty comfortable around my boyfriend, and he's really nice, so I'm sure... He would never say anything weird, even if it did bother him. I'm not really insecure in any other area of my looks. I'm a solid 10 out of 10 smoke show. Okay, again. <laughs> should, <laughs> I, <laughs> should I be worried? Right, she, it, does, it does not seem like she has a confidence issue. No, no. <laughs> she has half of a confidence issue. But she, she writes, should I be worried or should I just let him eat my pussy and ride that dick like the bad bitch I am? Love your show. Thanks. <laughs> like Carlin. the bad bitch I love that the I confidence am. that Carlin is bringing to this. <laughs> Uh, does this ring true for any of you? Does anybody like have a? Story I was super insecure feeling? about the color of my pussy. When, really? Yeah. <laughs> you said yours was beet red. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, dark purple like an eggplant. Oh God. Yeah, the outside too. Oh. The outside of an eggplant, not the inside, which sort of looks like a vagina. <laughs> I don't. Well. Hmm. Amir took a deep, no. deep victory sip from his coffee after he said <laughs> from my red wine. <laughs> it is one p.m. <laughs> That, is that? Do you think that's real? The that, email? Yeah. Yes. So. You do. I yeah. do. We've gotten so, we got a lot of fake ones. Because I just <laughs> felt so. I'm so confused by the juxtaposition of insecurity and confidence. I think at the she's same trying. Time. I I think that she's trying to mask. She's definitely insecure. Okay. It's sort of like I False feel like confidence. the the boyfriend's probably a little nervous too. Like I'm so excited to eat your pussy. And, and is it his like, first yeah. time too? Yeah. yeah. So we know he's a virgin, but is he like a cunnilingus virgin? Oh, that we don't know. But yeah, I assume the so. talking about how excited he is to eat me out seems like a sort of overconfidence. <gasps> Sorry about that. No, it's <laughs> all right. Uh, it seems like a the sort of thing that you would like reassert to sort of be like, I am so excited. There's nothing bothering me about any of this. But I don't think that it suggests that he's nervous about the look of her vagina. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. As much as he is just about the act in general. Right. Also, yeah. like, I mean, he's so excited to eat me out. I'm like, wait, you've already been dating for two months. What, is there like a date you're waiting for? Like, when I, was, when I was a senior in high school, my girlfriend and I were waiting for prom. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. For they, sex or for cunnilingus? Um, I guess, but actually for, no. We, we did the cunnilingus thing earlier. That's what I'm saying. That usually kind of horse before the cart, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm confused. And wonder if that's because she's like, no. I thought I, I thought prom stood for pussy rana mouth, wasn't it? Pussy rana mouth. Pussy, <laughs> pussy rana. Oh, pussy, sorry, pussy rana mouth. Pussy rana mouth. Well, then you forgot the R. Oh yeah, prom prom <laughs> pussy <laughs> pussy on a mouth. Pussy Red. rides on mouth. <laughs> Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, can I eat you out? I feel like a lot of people wait for <laughs> prom as like their first. That's a pussy first proposal. sexual experience overall, and I don't. I don't know. Personally, I've never separated like the first time that we have sex from like the first time that I eat someone out. So I, I just don't think of it as like two different moments in a relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that it makes me so sad because I'm like, well, first of all, there is so much not white porn if you know where to look for it. So like Pornhub. watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Porn actually if you sort by like the most popular videos on Pornhub, a lot of them are Indian videos. Are they? Yeah. I was I've done this the before because I was curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yes. Sometimes I don't know like how much Pornhub knows about me. So like when I'm sorting through the popular videos, I'm like, are these really the most popular videos or are they just like the it's most curated. popular ones that you like mm -hmm. know that I'll It's like, click? wait, yeah. all of these are uh, 
porn stars that are into porn podcast hosts? I don't know. <laughs> I get, Those are the most popular. And they're all I've Indian. been nervous that like I get too many like stepsister videos and stepdaughter videos. Whoa. There's a like weird what did you upswing. Google? <laughs> I know. So now like I but now it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy where I click the ones that are like yeah, promoted. Sure. I, but now like I can't be bothered to type. There is a genuine upswing in incest porn. And I know this because yesterday Thank we had you. a porn parody contest yep. at our Oscars party. And I did and not win for I Tanya like to fuck. And I think that's really It would have I mean you know your audience I would have voted for that but someone suggested shape of daughter and then someone else suggested the shape of stepdaughter and I was like alright wow. come on guys and someone was like I mean there's a big upswing in incest porn and see every time I say something like that I feel like somebody's gonna be like maybe for your porn hub <laughs> because just exposing yourself needlessly like, oh yeah no 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 my, my search terms are never daughter <laughs> it's like how people are convinced that their phone is listening to them and serving them ads based on what they say it's yeah. probably the same thing with Pornhub. They probably hear you jerking off and they're like, oh, this is what he likes. They hear you screaming out, my daughter! (laughs) My daughter! Is that my daughter in there? (laughs) 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 ESPN.com I I, I saw some interesting Reddit thing that was like uh, porn, it was some porn site that ranks popularity, or maybe it was just that it should rank popularity, by the last video, uh, or which video gets closed because it's like oh, okay gosh. that one is so good that it, it oh. ends people's porn searches. Yeah, that one made oh. that one made everybody nut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, do you usually watch more than one porn in one sitting? Oh my god! I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, that's so. Jake's response that's was so very sweet. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't yeah, look at porn. I have like fucking thirty different tabs open on. So 10 you're just different, skipping from d- while 10 different you maintain? windows. Oh yeah, Miel, have you ever? <laughs> You ever open Hulu and skip through a million types of shows before finding the one that you want to watch? No. Well, I can't know, relate. I'm like, I'm I watch, very, I like, porn, I know what I like. I watch porn like Tom Cruise in Minority Report. <laughs> <laughs> it's like windows everywhere. You need to get yourself a precog. Somebody's like, you're going to come to the stepsister video. <laughs> I'm usually coming to the precogs. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, you're so also funny. watching Minority Report. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, like, I learned something. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. That's uh, really nice. But I feel like to Carlin, oh, yes. I would say that I don't think you should be so nervous about the look of your pussy. Just in general, if your boyfriend's into you, he's going to be into your pussy yes. and will will probably not bring up any problem he has with it but also over time would get used to any dude pr- but if he did if he was like whoa it's <laughs> brown dump him immediately yeah, yeah that's not that's, a, that's not on you to have to like educate someone else how bodies right. look and also if you're yeah. comfortable with this person after two months i think that they like they should be like so down for whatever's like. There's no way his dick is just like clean and pristine and perfect right. looking. Well, also Dicks if it's his weird. first time, like if you think for a second that guy is like wondering what your vagina looks like and not like if he's good at it. Yeah, he's yeah. way you more concerned about himself. I think yeah, exactly that. Like this insecurity thing is going both, both ways. ways for yeah. sure. I and even I, oh sorry. go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that I wonder if his uh, excitement to eat her out is based on him being like, I might not be good at sex, right. so I've just been practicing cunnilingus. I'm gonna right. fucking nail this part I of it. No, I'm going to explode as soon as you touch my penis. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to get you off first. Yeah. I, I think that if you guys are ready to like go down on each other and start fucking, you could also tell him if you're insecure about something. Yeah. You are allowed key, to Carlin. talk about it. Yeah. You could even just say like, I'm so scared my vagina's brown. And everyone I've seen has been pink. Right. And I bet your boyfriend is going to be like, I know, I have an idea of what it will look like. Because <laughs> who's to say 
way he doesn't watch not white porn. He very you don't well know what he's going to do. So would you bring it up if you were her? Or would you just say, he probably won't know or care, and it's better not to bring it up at all? I think if I were her, outside of him, if I felt weird about my body, I would work on that as a person. Oh, like dying it? <laughs> yeah, um, Your whole body. labia bleaching for sure. <laughs> Everything but <laughs> like, like a I get, labial bleach. <laughs> <laughs> like I totally get why she'd be insecure, and it's not her fault at all. Like if you aren't white in this country, like you are the other. So I get why she'd be like, oh, oh no, this is weird. But I feel like she deserves to be super psyched about her vagina. Even if there's not a dude involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, like how much she masturbates. <gasps> you know what I mean? Because like, there's no way to make yourself feel sexier than to just be like, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Get it, girl. Like, yo, break out the mirror, babe. <laughs> yeah. You know? So like, I'm going to, I'll respond and I'll answer. I'll ask her, how often do you masturbate? No. <laughs> As a follow up. <laughs> you said pussy way more than she wrote it in that email too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said private parts. I'm pretty oh. sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm misread. Or maybe it was some sort of weird acronym. Anyway. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I we answered that one? Yeah, I think so. I think it's all going to work out. Your boyfriend's going to be very, very excited about your vagina. Yeah, I mean, and you should be too. Yeah. True. <laughs> Vaginas are tight as fuck. And like literally babies come But not out of them. all of them, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But by the uh, somebody brought up a good point. It was you, that uh, Demi, that this guy's nervous as fuck about his dick. Oh, yeah. So like... He probably does not have the ment- like the space right now to be like, no. oh, her pussy's weird. No. He's- Your pussy could be a square, and he'd just be like, oh, I hope my dick is going to... Is my dick weird? Is she- yeah. Should my dick be a square? <laughs> That's what the... Like, yeah, there's the first first kiss, first blowjob, first sex, and then the first time you just like ask somebody if your dick is fine. <laughs> right. When did you lose your is my dick fine virginity? <laughs> Still haven't. Nice. Yes, and <laughs> everybody tells ask. me it's fucked up. Actually, <laughs> so I'm waiting for that one person to tell me it's fine. All right, Demi, do you have a 47 year old man's name? Ooh, he's got to be 47 though. 47? Yep. Richie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he never outgrew it, huh? Nope. <laughs> Sometimes you find life. something that works. <laughs> yep. He wears a really no small rich, leather no jacket. No dick. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Richie, a 47-year-old man, and I'm probably one of your oldest listeners, introduced, Richie, to, Rich. introduced to the show by my son. Hell yeah. He's a senior in high school, and he's in the middle of applying to colleges. He does not have the best grades, but is still applying for community colleges because me and my wife have told him to. He's expressed to us that he does not want to go to college because he does not like school and because I could give him a pretty high-paying job at a construction company that I manage. He has been working part-time for a while, so I know... He has the potential of going full-time, but I really want him to go to college and gain more experience and knowledge. Should I make him go to college and by saying I won't offer, uh, and should I do this by saying I won't offer him a job? Or should I accept that school is just not for him and let him start his adult life working for me? Best regards, Richie. What, what do you guys think about college? Did you go? Is it overrated? Is it underrated? I went to college. I think it's partially overrated. Where did you go? I went to UT in Austin. Oh, I knew that. Um, Great school. I feel like, funny enough, I think this is like the opposite. Sort Like my advice is probably the opposite thing that a lot of parents suggest, where it's like they take a gap year and then go to college. I think I would say because he seems so cocksure of not wanting to go to college and like wanting to fall back on this thing that his dad can provide for him, I would say if he can go to college for a year and then decide whether or not it's truly for him. Right. Oh, cool. And but it's also a community year. college. And is it in his same town? Would he be moving out? I would assume it's community college. It's close to home. 
So he's probably still going to live at home then. Yeah. Let's say he still lives at home. Is that really an experience then? It's not necessarily yeah, it's just the, the college. quintessential college experience. No. It's just the classes part. It's just part. classes. Yeah. <laughs> which is like the worst part of college. Unless you're figuring out how to do laundry, it's not really college, I don't <laughs> yeah. think. I, I do think that classes are the least essential part of college because it's like just <laughs> right. an extension of education. But the biggest part of college is learning to be an adult, which means completely separating yourself from your and parents. And like getting out of your comfort zone yeah. and like trying new shit and being like, around new types of people. Being a member of a community. Right. What Some about sort of you? fraternity. How about you, Miel? What's your college <laughs> experience? Okay, well, um, in a nutshell, I knew I didn't want to go to university, so I amalgamated my own curriculum by taking classes at community colleges, private lessons, um, classes at night school, and I just kind of like made my ideal education from like four or five institutions. <laughs> Where was this? An a la carte education. A la carte education. In LA? Exactly. Yeah. And did you do four years worth of a la carte-ness? Like three. Yeah. And I got really good at the things I wanted to do and wow. I was like, cool, I don't actually need a piece of paper to be good at it. Yeah. So well, I, I was I was happy with that, but I don't think I would have had at all the kind of growth I had and clarity about my life if I was living at home when I did that. Yeah. That to me is the biggest thing. Yeah, it's all about moving away. Right? right? I'm almost like, dude, this kid, fuck college, just like give him a full time job and let him uh... <laughs> trap his ass. <laughs> That's free labor. No. Yeah. I feel like that kid needs to go do something other for a while, right? Go away for a time. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, like, or he, could, into the or he could become an adult by having a full-time job and making a salary and But for your dad? Out. I mean, I think, I feel like this would be a, di- a different story if he hadn't already been working part-time for his dad. Right. Yeah. If dad likes the son as an employee, like, doesn't think he's a piece of shit, thinks he would be a good worker, and the kid is like, I want to work full-time. Mm-hmm. That sounds... Fine to me. I Don't like. I, though, when like... I was eighteen, I I knew what I or I didn't know what I wanted to do. So like, I thought maybe college was for me. I had a guidance counselor that was like, "College is a bad idea for you." I was like, "No, no, no, it's gonna be fine." My parents wanted me to go. <laughs> I went. It didn't take. I moved back home. Why did he say in. it would be bad for you? Because he said I was a bad student and I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> he was like, he was a, not a great guidance counselor. <laughs> but like, back but on in it. the end, he was right. Like college is not for everybody. Yeah. So if Do you regret doing it though? Um, I guess I don't regret it because it led me to the career I had eventually. Right. But I don't know. Some I I wonder if I did know what I want to do, if I had like been given the tools and like uh allowed to do like what I articulated I wanted, I could have done it faster. Did you know before going that's what you wanted? I knew that I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't really know how. So mm. I wonder if there's a college out there that just doesn't have you go into class. It's like you live in dorms. You have to like make food sometimes. Sometimes you have a meal plan. You got to do your own laundry. But then like you also don't have to go to like Southeast Asian Studies 101. <laughs> like that's a weird that's, part of college. It's a co-op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want like a college. Living. Yeah. Uh, communal living. A school without the classes part because – it doesn't really matter if there, you learn astronomy in so, a weird class with 800 people in it. And there are plenty of people in college who have no idea what they want to do. They're right. just like, oh, I'm going to do astronomy and religious studies yeah. and uh, political science and I'm on a rugby team. Which is fine unless like you're they, paying $51,000 a year. Yeah. And then, but then this kid is like, I know that I want to work construction with my dad. Well, does yeah. he? Because to me, I'm hearing that maybe it's just fear of unknown that's informing that want. You know what I mean? I can't tell if this kid's like, I fucking love construction. Or if he's just like, 
I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big guy. I don't need to do. Like, is it a confidence thing? I'll just work with you, right. Dad. Yeah. That, like, that's probably that's a good question for the dad to explore. Like, yeah. is this is it like a positive thing? Right. Is he like is I know what I want to do. And I'm feeling good. <laughs> or is it like I I'm yeah I'm afraid. That's I don't true. know. Or what? is it even just like I can do this, so why explore further options? Right. Because you if don't know what else is resistant. out there. Right. Maybe, so what, you know. He so what would you do loves. if you were a, a parent already of an 18-year-old already? Would you tell him, you got to go to school? Would you say, you can't work here? You can't. It's like, a, oh, you got to go home, but you can't stay there, here. Like 18 year old and a, like an adult. If he's like, I don't want to go to college, you're, you make him. But what happens once That's once like what happened there? to you. Yeah. They I made I you went, go. They made me go, but they couldn't make me go to class. <laughs> Dad. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably be like, I want you to do it for like at least a semester and then we can reconsider. Like, because I wouldn't want to force them to be like, you're going all four years and you're doing it this way. But I'd also want to push them to be like, you have to at least understand what college is for you before saying you don't want to do it. A bargain. It. Yeah. What if you took the money that you were going to spend on a year of community college and said, here, go travel, come back in two months, then tell me if you still want to work here? You know what I mean? Because like, uh, if the kid like... doesn't want to learn something, fine, but at least like experience other things so that. You don't have that worst case scenario of he just works that job and then resents the shit out of his dad right. forever for it's it. Like, if you're not going to go to college, you got to at least go to Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, dad. That's like a sick you're deal. The man, dad. <laughs> Here's $3,100. I don't want to see you again until December go stay at 15th. at a hostel in Lisbon. <laughs> yeah, like make it work and then come back a changed man or fixated on this thing you want to do and now you know you want to do it. Well, yeah. I went to Portugal and I built some shit there. So here we so are. Now you know I'm into construction. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how to eat a lot of shitty ass food in a dining hall, Dad. Here's six months of laundry. I didn't figure <laughs> it out. Just wet shirts in a duffel bag. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Thank some sponsors, and we'll be back with more Demi and Miel after this. Demi and Miel, do you guys have any unsolicited <laughs> advice? <laughs> <laughs> fucking come. <laughs> what did you make that? we made one like fake one and at the end i did mention uh, i don't even know how we got there but at a certain point i was telling telling my mom i'm about to come anyway you didn't warn them about this stinger at all yeah uh, we usually play a different one that one was sent to us from south africa <laughs> Tell me, Miel, do you have anything for uh, me yelling i'm coming inside my mom <laughs> I, I never love... mentioned inside. That was True. a weird liberty he took. I love the pause that you had to take before being like, all right, look, I, I'm going to have to explain this. So I'm coming. And my mom's there or not. Anyway. Fair enough. Kevin from South Africa wrote that one. So we appreciated that stinger. Uh, anyway, unsolicited advice. Do you guys have anything that you would like to tell? You go. Uh, I would say um, if you are someone who is creative, but you find yourself getting through a lot of creative roadblocks. Ah, forget this one. Miel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just find, like set an alarm for some point in the day where you are always free and do that thing for 10 minutes, even if it's just writing the words the over and over. <laughs> Because I think setting a schedule for having to force yourself to work on something is the easiest way to actually get that thing done. And I find that a lot of times I don't get something done unless I'm sitting down and having to like clear everything out and like follow this routine when it'd be so much easier to just be like, all right, give myself 10 minutes to try and do this. And then by like the ninth minute, I'm like, wait, okay, I have one little thing. And then you like sort of spread that 10 minutes to 15 and then to 30 and then an hour. And it's just like if you force yourself to get into the habit of 
doing that thing that is hard for you to do, and it becomes easier over time. Routine and schedule. Yes. Do you have a schedule even if you don't have a job that day? That's probably the best way to do it. I don't have a job currently, and it's the worst because I'm just like, I need someone else to tell me to do the thing. But (laughs) then, like, if I give myself a point where I'm like, all right, I'll just start writing for 10 minutes and see what comes out and, like, clear everything. Like, I'm not going to check Twitter. I'm not going to check my phone. Just 10 minutes. And then by that, like, ninth minute, I am sort of going like, wait, okay, now here's a thought that might work for it. And even if it's not a good idea, you've written something down, and then later you can look at it for the next 10 minutes and go, that was shit. Here's how I can make it better. That's great. That's yeah, good. It, it feels like those things are like at odds with creativity sometimes mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, creativity, you never know when it's going to strike. Wait for the muse, baby. Right. Yeah. But like the way our lives are now, that's just, that's not ever going to happen. No. Like, because you can keep your day so completely full of distractions. Yeah. And a lot of times that muse will come when it's like, oh, I'm doing something else right now, so I can't really tackle it. But if you just like give yourself the, 10 minutes or something, then it's like, you don't have to come up with the idea then and there, but you can write a shitty thing and then look at it later and go, that was shitty, but I know how to make it better. Yes. A lot of people don't are afraid to start stuff because they're like, oh, it's going to suck. It has to be perfect yeah. the first time. And you it, have to write so much stuff that sucks. No, you yeah. should suck for a yeah. while. And Absolutely. get the sucks out now. Get the sucks out. Get the sucks out. <laughs> Mom, I'm getting the sucks out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sucking the sucks. <laughs> What's your sleep schedule like? Are you like, if I don't have work, I'm just going to stay up till 6 a.m.? Uh, yes, a lot of the time, and it's terrible. <laughs> but I'll, I think I'm getting slowly better about it by having to wake up earlier for things that I'm like, oh, I, I know that I'm going to need to work with daylight, so I'm just yeah. going to try and get up at 8 and do what I can. But, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a, like a time of day where you think that you're the most creative? Or yeah. is, that, is that like what this whole thing is combating? The thing is, usually I feel like I'm most creative at like 8 p.m. But that's, yeah, you're a night person. I'm so mm-hmm. uh, very much a night person. And a lot of times like we will have a podcast recording. She'll be like, oh, are you like when did you go to sleep? I'm like, oh, like 4 a.m. I started working <laughs> oh at <gosh>. midnight. <laughs> but I got a thing done and I need to like push that so much earlier and earlier because I go crazy when I'm just like, having to make something at night. And then I'm like, well, I need to noise to do yeah. this. And I have a roommate and he's going to have to hear me just Yeah, you yelling. should buy like blackout curtains. So yeah. you always think it's nighttime in your house. I should. Just become a vampire. I <gasps> could do that. That's your other piece of advice. <laughs> That's Miel's piece of unsolicited advice. <laughs> Suck blood. Get some things. Uh, all right. from garlic. Miel, do you, have, do you have anything? See if you can beat that. Well, like I it is a competition. Gonna say, I was gonna say something stupid, but now I'm like, wait, that's a good advice. Fuck. Okay, I'll give good advice. Jeez. It's barely good advice. <laughs> I feel like something I learned recently that's been a total game changer um, is that the way you feed yourself affects everything. Oh shit! Everything. Yes, I learned the same. All right, go ahead. I yeah. just had pizza and ice cream for lunch. Yeah. How is that going to affect? Me. You're gonna well, shit, man. It's like it's this <laughs> weird... oh shit, it's happening. It's like especially Mom, I'm shitting. Because like our generation is so into eating out and like eating junk food and shit. Like probably more than any generation ever before us. Because we can. Because we can. It's an option. It's so easy. Like and it tastes postmates. Good. Yeah. And it's cheap. And we're yeah. all like addicted to work. But in not feeding ourselves and making food for ourselves, it's almost like this subconscious way of being like, you don't matter enough to oh. spend 30 minutes actually making a nice meal for yourself. So if you're a trash person, you eat trash food and then you start eating kind more of, trash it food. It does, even on a subconscious level, like it feeds into your perception of yourself. And so like, even if it's a simple item, like you make yourself a nice sandwich, genuinely, 
It, mm. Everyone likes sandwiches. Your whole sense of self is like boosted in this very hard to define way. And then you feel better about your routines and your habits and your work schedule. And things just kind of start making more sense. And it's the tiniest adjustment. What's your What's in your perfect sandwich? Oh, dude. Okay, are you ready though? Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> like, how much time do you have? Uh, we have like four seconds. <laughs> you, take, you take this fucking chow cheese that's vegan and it's amazing. Chow cheese. Chow cheese, original flavor. What's it's very what, important. What nut is that? It's like made coconut from? based. It's so good and it mm. melts. Just trust me. I know it sounds gross, but it's bomb. Coconut cheese. Okay. Yes. Then you take that garlic spread from Trader Joe's. I don't know if you've had that. It's like got a cult following. It's amazing. Is it like a mayo or is it like straight up garlic? It's like just whipped oil and garlic. It oh, tastes dope. amazing. That okay. So you and got that cheese. You got the garlic. Spread that all over your bread. I like to use like a kind of a sturdy French bread. And then you get spinach, tomatoes, onion. And then if you're into like extra shit, sometimes I'll do like some kind of marinated tofu or like a tempeh shit situation. You're the veggie. You're a veggie? Vegan? I'm vegan, yeah. Vegan. And then sandwich them together, press it, press it, grill on both sides. Whoa. Boom. Grilled I mean, sandwich. Honestly, if you're feeling crazy, With throw in some of those hot and spicy jalapenos from Trader Joe's, which are fucking amazing. You love the Joe's. Oh, the Joe's is my TJ's, dad. dude. <laughs> Trey J's is where I live. Trey J's. <laughs> it's so good. And you're like, okay, I did it. And you take like 10 minutes for yourself just to like have a nice little meal. Yeah. Have, have for you no heard reason. that thing that like a lot of... Um, you, if you start your day by like making your bed, yes, it's like it's that mini accomplishment that yes. like sets your whole entire day right. Yeah, I think oh, wow, that's it's the same the, thing. It's just yeah, it is like even when I fucked up making food, I've been cooking for the last like two years. Yeah, and even when I did it bad, I was like so proud of myself that I'd take a photo of everything. See, it's just like it's a tiny joy, but like it actually kind of makes you feel good in a yeah. real way. That's, Puts one up in the W column. That's so very real. Like the thing of like, oh yeah, I fucked this up, but I made it. Yeah. I but made I did fucking it. pasta and there's chicken on one side and lettuce on the, I'm like, I did this. We don't have many opportunities to feel like that as adults. Yeah. Like other than career based, which is like, you know, kind of got a dark side too. Right. Just career for fun based. for yourself. Um, do you ever do the like deliver me a meal plan thing? No. Like, hey, just throw a salad at my door every morning at 10 a.m. and I'll pay $15. I feel like I can't say that. I don't like those because obviously they sponsor a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Your Be Blue like, Apron ad airs next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'm not talking about making it yourself either. I'm talking about that pre-made meal plan shit. Oh, where it's like delivered, yeah. fully done. Yeah. See, I'm like kind of an environmentalist, so all that packaging super bums me out. My Interesting. old yeah. roommate used to do that, and it was always this. It, it always seemed weird, <laughs> like. It was kind of just, it, it felt like he was getting fresh meals, but I was just like, well, it's still being yeah, and you're frozen removing. and like delivered yeah. and like, it's just coming to you. It's, it's also like, not hard to make a salad. Right. You and you're like literally removing it. the human element, which is by far the nicest part of eating. Like <laughs> someone made this for me. Yeah. It's like, no, they it's made like it you're for pay- money. You're paying for an overbearing mom who delivers <laughs> you food every single day. But it's not even made by your mom. Oh, you because I mean? my mom works at Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> She's the CMO though. She's not packaging. My mom is, uh, I couldn't think of a name. Jenny Fresh from Hello Fresh. (laughs) What a weird coincidence that is. (laughs) Jay Fresh. Uh, Are you a good chef? No. Are you Mike Raven shit? I try not to, but a lot of times I do. I think if there's ever a point which I am... I have, do have the time to make myself a meal then I'm just like well, not, why not just fucking cook like a chicken in a pan and throw some shit on it and then yeah. I'm like great I did this <laughs> <laughs> throw some shit That's on a, a chicken lot. yeah my recipe cooking chicken's scary it is scary but over time I realized that most meat is just like put it in some oil and keep flipping it until it's not <laughs> until know, it's frozen. not pink on the inside yes. except for steak which is good when it's like that <laughs> yes 
And then pasta's like, oh, put it in the water and boil it until it's soft. And then yeah. put some pesto. And congrats, you're Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> Rice is like level two of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you can boil shit? All right, that's, that's yeah, a pretty no, good rice, start. But can it be the right yet. amount of I've shit? I've been cooking rice for a very long time, and it's still like a coin toss if I fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, right. it's never easy. Although I do feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't point out Demi just mentioned pesto. And Demi eats pesto with tortilla chips as if it's a dip. What's Dope. weird about that? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I like they that. They say you can spread it on bread. Why can't I spread it on stale Mexican bread? <laughs> <laughs> chips are stale Mexican. Well, tortilla chips. <laughs> this is Demi's brand of tortilla chips. <laughs> no, stale, stale Mexican, Mexican bread. bread. Yeah. Is that not, y'all don't, oh, just me? Okay. <laughs> You're thinking of biscottis. I am thinking of biscottis. <laughs> and I'll put a pesto on that. That famous Mexican bread biscottis. <laughs> uh, all right, two very solid tips. Mm. Um, what was you. your stupid advice? Drink more water. <laughs> that's, that's super so advice. dumb. I fucking love water, dude. Really? I don't know why we don't drink it more. I feel like I've had this conversation like three times in the last days of how good water is. It's so good. It's so good. It's, do you know? Um, oh, fuck. sparkling Who's water it? sucks. <laughs> Any sparkling water? I'm not a fan. He's a hater. I'm a I, hater. Sparkling. I don't like sparkling water either. But um, oh, Dave Eggers. There's a book that he wrote uh, where he calls water the unadulterated. Uh, Soul of the universe. Whoa. <laughs> and I That's just, deep. Yeah, I yeah. fucking believe it. And I love water so much. Everybody I drink even, water. I'm I like, peed twice as you guys got here. You, yeah. When, oh, I feel you. When water is like cold and it like, the moment where it touches your lips and you're like, that's the best thing in the world. Yes. I'm just like, yeah, I'm an adult and it feels good to drink Dude, water. Fun yeah. thing to do, <laughs> room temp water. water, chug like a huge cup first thing when you wake up. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I got what? that tip. It's like you lose two cups of water when you sleep every night. Wait, so you, what? You have Is that to true? just pour it back into your body. No. What? You're full of lies. I don't That's what somebody told Why me. Why would I do? I would just be like, great, the water is out. No, it's like evaporating or sweating or and whatever. You want it's it leaving. in there. Yeah, you, want, you basically wake up and just pour water into your stomach again. Uh, you had you were doing that water suppository thing where you yeah, stick so a water balloon up your ass when you wake up. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll sleep with a balloon in my asshole <laughs> and then whenever I get a bad dream, it'll explode in me and sort of leak out all the bad ideas. And that's how you lose the two cups of water? Yeah. <laughs> just wake up in the middle of the night like, huh, pop. <laughs> you shouldn't Ooh. clench your anus when you wake Ooh. up. It's like a, a nightmare catcher of sorts. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, I wanted to answer one more question since we have you guys but not for very much longer. All right? Okay. We have another guy's name. Miel, do you have a guy's name? How old? Let's call him 29. Oh, he's for sure like a Chet. Oh, that's good. Oh, definitely a Chet. Hanks. <laughs> Chet Hanks, right. Did Tom Hanks really name his son Chet? <laughs> I don't I know if like he Chester. did or if he named himself Chet Hayes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Tom Hanks would have done that. And Colin is such a normal guy. Yeah. How did Chet get so Where did we go up? wrong with Chet? He <laughs> also has Truman, so maybe there's a slope. Oh, uh, mm. there's a middle one? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know too much about the middle one. Uh, anyway, this Chet Hayes writes... Seven or eight years ago, my friend invested in Bitcoin. I think it was worth not too much back then, so my, friends, uh, so my friend had bought a few of them. One night about eight years ago, I went out to dinner in a movie with a few of my friends, and I ended up paying for the friend who had bought the Bitcoin. After we went back to my house after the movie, uh, I remember he said that he would pay me back using some of his Bitcoin that he recently bought. Apparently, I signed up for a Coinbase account, and he transferred the money over to me. I completely forgot about this money until your recent podcast where Amir gave the unsolicited advice about cryptocurrency. 
That advice inspired me to check to see if I still even had Bitcoin in my Coinbase account. And sure enough, it's val- uh, it's in, uh, still in there, and uh, it's valued at over $20,000. Oh, my God. Now, this all sounds great, but I don't know what to do. Should I tell my friend about this money? I feel like he's forgotten about giving me the Bitcoin because he didn't he hasn't mentioned anything in years. If I do tell him, I feel like he would be entitled to some of the money, but I really do not want to give him any of it because I have major student loans I need to pay off. I do not want to lose some of the money, but I also do not want to create a rift in this friendship that I've had for over 12 years. What should I do? Love, Chet Hayes. I don't understand why he thinks he would owe his friend some of the money. Yeah, yeah. that's... Because he basically, he gave him the Bitcoin, so it's like it's kind of like that Sour Grapes thing. Have you guys seen that movie where a guy gives another guy a quarter, he plays a slot machine and wins a million dollars. Oh. And it's like, all right, now that I deserve some of that money, I gave you the quarter. That's, so maybe he's afraid his friend will be like, I deserve some of that money. I gave you the Bitcoin. But doesn't... The that's exactly Bitcoin? what yeah. happened. You gave me the Bitcoin. <laughs> so... Also, if you give someone money knowing that they are doing, like they're going to use that to play a chance-based game, when it's like when someone's like, oh, here, I bought you a lottery ticket and it's yours. If you are like, oh, you won, now I get it, then you're an asshole who's just like, if you didn't win, then it was just for you. But if you did win, then I'm actually Wait, just doing Wait, but I'm sorry, yeah. they're both winners, though. Because yeah, he still has he still some. Has some. This guy, in theory, still has yeah. Some too. So if he, if anything, you'll be a good friend if you remind the kid. Right. Hey, remember, like, check your Bitcoin, dude. Because yeah. the one you gave me is worth twenty k. I gave you one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I will actually use it to pay off my loans. Oh, it's already gone. Yeah. Also, do you want to do you want to apologize to everybody that uh, lost money in <laughs> cryptocurrency because of your unsolicited <laughs> lost <laughs> money? You've only lost money if you've sold. Right now, I've just told you to invest money. You, a couple weeks ago, you told everybody to get in the crypto game, and now it it, it is just it's a shame. Sure bet. It is, yeah. Well, I told it to only only gamble money that you're willing to lose. So, and everybody did lose, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and so will this guy if he doesn't sell out his pr- bitcoin. So my unsolicited advice to him is to get out with over twenty thousand free dollars. I feel well, like it's he not use pr- that it's money. not twenty thousand free dollars anymore. Now it's down to like what eight? No, well, I don't know how many he has, but if he has two, <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, so, would you mention it to your friend? I mean, as like a funny little thing, or would I you be might, afraid? But I don't think I'd be obligated. Yeah, to. How close are they too? He said, "Is it twelve year friendship?" Yeah, but like, I, wouldn't say I have shit. a lot of friends I've known for that long that like I talk to twice a year. Oh, that's not very. You much know what at I mean? All. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything. Why do you have to say anything? Right, that's weird. Just take take the money and run. You doesn't. Have I would to just know. be like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to double check that you remember that Bitcoin thing because I just remembered it, and you probably have a ton of money now." Yeah, I, and I got rid of mine. I wish <laughs> I had one still. I sold all of mine when it was worth six hundred dollars, and. I can't find the last one that I had. Do you remember if I accidentally gave you a Bitcoin? He's wearing like a giant coat and like rings on everything. You're just like, I, I sold my name. Just like, yeah, I can't. Like, Still riddled with student loan debt. It's so weird that he's taking the onus of like, I don't want to create a rift in the friendship. I'm like, well, if this pisses your friend off, that's definitely your friend's problem. Yeah. If you gave your friend a lotto ticket for his birthday or her birthday and they won... 11 million dollars would you want some of that cash i would want some i would understand that i'm not entitled to it that's what a lotto ticket is like you think (laughs) would you think that person is an asshole if he didn't give you any no listen though it's different though because this is paying back for actual money this wasn't a random gift yeah this was this This was was because just as easily could have completely tanked gone down to zero and then your friend got a free dinner right see so i don't think he owes him shit i would be like if i gave you a lotto ticket i'm gonna throw me some bones but if I was like, here's five bucks back, and then you invested that five bucks, that's, 
Yeah, it was your money. Yeah. It's you been, owed it. Yeah. I'm going to ask all my friends that I gave money to 10 years ago, what did you end, end up doing with that money? Did you ever invest it? Right. What did you invest <laughs> in that's Intel? Town. That 10 bucks I gave you is now worth 4000 or it could have been if you invested it. You I owe me gave two grand. Steve Jobs the money to buy a computer, and then he founded Apple, and now I owe... <laughs> I'm owed a million bucks. <laughs> so you knew Steve Jobs, but you have no idea what Apple's worth. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> one million dollars, Steve. I just, and he's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin you. Well, I gave him one dollar, and then I don't know. Founding Apple probably cost a million dollars, so I'm gonna get one millionth of how much he's worth. <laughs> I gotta get him on the phone, Steve. I have some really bad news. It's been a while since we talked. <laughs> Steve, hope you're well. Do you have the dollar that you owe me? If not, I'll take a million. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> How did we even know each other? I will accept Bitcoin, Steve. <laughs> anyway, call me back. Bye. Uh, all right. Well, Love was. I, I, <laughs> I guess. I guess you can tell your friend is what we're saying. He doesn't. You but don't you owe him anything. To. I would yeah. keep it a secret because we don't. I don't think that you need to. You know, I don't think he has the right to be mad. But you might as well not even go down this road but then you're gonna have a weird tension of like keeping a secret yeah yeah but that's fine just 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 here's what you do friendly text dude do you remember you gave me bitcoin there you go that's all you say (laughs) then (laughs) you throw your phone away bitch i remember (laughs) (laughs) or dude do you still have any yeah. Boom, done. I but what don't. if he's like, no, I sold all mine and, and, I, and I'm dead broke. And then, oh, then it sucks, bro. Let's go for beers. My treat. <laughs> I'm rich now. You no, can't have more than two. Just... I, have you guys ever had like lotto fantasies where it's like, if I won $100 million? Oh, no. yeah. And then would you tell anybody? I, in my fantasy, I don't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell a goddamn soul. <laughs> would you tell if your family? I, no. I literally would. Well, okay. So the thing is, I would. <laughs> Use the money to provide for my family to a certain degree, but then I, I'd be like, "That's all I want in the lotto." Sorry. What? I guys, you are so weird. I'd just be like, "Hey, I won money, so good would for you, me." Would you brag about winning a hundred million dollars? No. If someone asked me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I did. It's tight." So and you then would, if they were, so you would tell all your friends, basically. I wouldn't sure. tell my friends. Either. I think I would. T- I would tell all my friends. Yeah. I would brag I all the like time. I would post on Instagram. I, have heard I would put it on my Insta stories. story. Hater's yeah. gonna say it's fake. <laughs> I've heard too many stories of I would people either lavish. losing money or. And also, I'm already too much the kind of person who is like, I want to provide and like help for people. <laughs> so I think if people were like came to me and said they were struggling, they were friends, I'd be like, I got it. Like, and then I know a lot of people would say that fully aware that they are not struggling just kind of want some money yeah so i just be like i'm gonna just invest this or save it or, or put it away but also i will know that if anyone ever mentions that they are struggling i can help them mm-hmm. and not worry about keeping your back pocket. i would immediately hire a money manager and then like any request i would like loop him in <laughs> it's like hey i would love to help you pay for your student loans looping C-C- in my money manager morty <laughs> Whoa, how does jake have a money manager i thought he just worked at headgum and now he has a money manager that's awesome. That's that lotto money, baby. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you were telling Oh, I'm telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you'd hide it. I don't know. You I think I'd keep it a secret. Everybody. I'd be afraid. But There's then a don't lot you of... think if your friends found out, they'd feel Full horrible? Circle. <laughs> what? If, like, your friends found out that you'd been keeping it from them, they wouldn't be like, dude, what the fuck? Why'd no, you tell us that? I think they'll be pissed if you have $100 million. Like, well, you can't give me $1,000. Give me $2,000. I really but need again, $5,000. But again, that's fucking... That's would, their problem. Right. That, yeah, but then it creates a whole conversation I don't want to have. That's a shitty I'm hanging friend. out with Thank fucking you. Rihanna and James Vanderbeek. That's my new crew. <laughs> you could do what better a, than James what a, Vanderbeek. Yeah, what a two people. Rihanna and, and fucking Joshua Jackson there. <laughs> 
Pacey, Dawson's Pacey pretty... over Dawson. For Wait, sure. Where does Rihanna fit into this narrative? <laughs> I'm hanging out with Rihanna she... and Scott Bayo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all going to Tommy's hamburger. Like, honestly, me and Rihanna are going to get together and choose the third member of the crew. I'm bringing, I I'm going to bring Josh Jackson, but if she has somebody, somebody else in mind. She's like, she uh, Jay-Z? He's like, yeah. um. Rihanna's like, I'm already rich and famous and I'm friends with everybody I want to be friends with. <laughs> <It'll> be <laughs> we Vanderbeek. don't need to make a dream team. It'll be Vanderbeek for sure. If she has their own druthers, Rihanna's going to choose Vanderbeek. It's kind of crazy what happened to everybody in Dawson's Creek. Like Katie Holmes went on to marry Tom Cruise. Michelle Williams went on to like... Rule the world. Rule the world. And Joshua Jackson went on to be one of the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> he had a cameo in Kimmy Schmidt and married Diane Lane? Of course. Is that, am I wrong? In, who did he marry? Who married Diane Lane? No, he was Am I married... thinking of Josh Brolin? Wait. <laughs> was he married to Kate Hudson? No. I thought Marty was married to Diane Lane. Marty? Yeah. No. Marty no. McFly? No, Reese Marty of Headgum? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Was it Reese Witherspoon? Is that Joshua Jackson and Reese Witherspoon? No, I think it no was chance. Diane Lane or Kruger. I thought he had, oh, Diane Kruger. I thought he had kids beautiful. with some famous A-list blonde lady. Anyway, he's definitely married to Diane. It doesn't matter which one. Diane! Does it really story. matter? <laughs> About Josh and Diane. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. That's it. it. We're done. Diane Kruger. Um, no way. Yeah. Had, for to, him. had to figure it out. Do you guys want to promote anything besides your podcast? What's nope, going on? Not me. All right, so listen to Punch Up the Jams on headgum.com. Hell yeah. Uh, and if you have your own questions or theme songs, you can submit them all to if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening theme song was written by uh, the guy who created Flight Drop. Remember that? Flight God. Drop. Hell like yeah. I'm going to crash some planes. <laughs> uh, then... He's reprogramming that for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look up these flights. And then this closing one is another Drake parody uh, from a song called Take Care. I love Take Care. Take Care is one of my favorite Drake songs. Much love from Anthony and Marielle Grace from Montreal. So thanks, guys. Au revoir. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> thanks, Demi and, thanks to Demi and Miel for coming by. Thanks for having thanks us. For having thanks, guys. Us. Come back soon. Okay. Maybe. See you in a week, everybody else. Bye. There's a show for you, they will care for you Matching Tinder won't help you grow All these dating apps say you're done with that But deep down you are a hoe When you're ready just send a question Jake and Amir will do the blessing And if you're roasted please don't regret it It's comedy just so you know You won't ever have to worry You barely even have to try You've made all these mistakes So ask these two Jew guys If you're confused Here's what to do Ask if I were you Ask if I were you That was a HeadGum Podcast.